Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth, and my producer, Taylor. The most important thing about the intro is that you get your name right. That's it. Okay. Get that wrong and then we're, then we're, we have issues. Guys, I know that every single week we say something about the intro, but you don't understand. I don't know why I almost forget it every single time. I think I have some sort of stage fright in front of absolutely no one, but like there's just something about it. It is. It's because it's not that you're speaking in front of thousands of people, but you're going to speaking to thousands of people. That's really, yeah. And the thing about me and podcasting is that when I speak, just on a day-to-day basis, and especially in podcasts, I don't actually make sense. So it's really ironic that I do have a podcast and that there are that many people who listen because it's just, I don't know, guys. It's just, it's really, it doesn't make much sense to me. A lot. There, I think there's a lot of people that think that they don't have anything to say. And they're like, no one's going to really listen to what I have to say, or I don't have anything specific to say, but I think you'd be wrong. I think there's a lot of people listening that probably have the ability to create something that people, regardless if it's video form or audio, that you could probably build an audience just from constantly creating and producing content. Oh yeah. No, I have a lot to say. Like, I know I have a lot, but like, I don't know how much of it is like valuable, entertaining even, you know, but anyways, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Very big news. I forgot that I posted this over the weekend. The rumors are true and there actually were rumors. Um, (laughs) Uh, I got a place in Texas, so I'm not leaving LA. I'm just gonna basically home base will change to Texas. I'm keeping my place in LA and I will still be here all the time. That is the short story. If you guys want the long story and the explanation, I posted an entire YouTube video on my YouTube channel. Where else would I post that to? I don't know. Um, but yeah, all of that's linked in the show notes and stuff down below. I also posted a house tour of my new house which is a townhouse, which is very, very exciting. And I leave on Sunday, actually, for the month. So where big things are happening. Where in Texas is it? Dallas. Dallas? Yeah. How far away from where you were raised is it? Like 35 minutes, 40 minutes. That's not too bad. Yeah. My dad lives in the city, too. And my mom is going to end up moving there. And I actually have a lot of friends there. I actually have a lot of friends from LA who now live there. It's just a really crazy place. I thought for sure when I came back to LA and I like was telling people that people were going to be like, why? Like, I don't understand, whatever. Not one person has said that to me. In fact, majority of the people that I have told have been like, I'm so jealous of you. So I'm really just kind of like running. I'm, I'm good with this decision, you know? Okay, question. Have you ever, or actually, I know that you will. I hope you do. Do you know the ending of the song? The stars at night are big and bright. bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. There we go. Um, I listened to this playlist. I've okay, I'm from Texas. I did not grow up in the country by any means. So I'm kind of fake when I'm like really oh my western roots. Like I grew up in the suburbs. It's not like that. But 
I did not like country music until I was in like high school. And something about it just reminds me of summer now, even though none of my friends listened to country growing up. But I have this playlist. It's on Spotify. It's collaborative. So if any of you guys are listening and you guys want to follow it or you guys want to listen or add music to it, it's called Yeehaw Bops. Okay. So literally for the past week and a half, it's the only music I've been playing just to really get in my Texas vibe. And I was listening to a song today. I've been screenshotting some. Um, on the way here, it was Take Me to Texas by George Strait. So that's my mood currently. How many songs are on the playlist? Oh, I don't know. Let me check. Um, I think actually a lot. Honestly, because it's collaborative, I need to just make a, li- a playlist of all my favorite. Um, well, there's... Oh my gosh. It doesn't say how many songs on my phone, but it says 38 hours and six minutes. So let me see what it says on the bottom. Um, no, it doesn't even say on the bottom. Actually, after the studio um, last week when I recorded, I went to Gracias Madre with one of my friends and we sat next to Dan and Shay. So I was like, oh my gosh, wow. Yeehaw bops. They're really on that one. So it's been quite the week. Um, still doing my... Oh my gosh, Taylor. Do you... Did I, I don't even remember. You were on the last intro, right? Yes, I was. Guys, we've been we have been recording so much. We're both like so confused. We just have a lot of episodes pre-recorded. Like I think we're actually good until at least mid-March. Which is good. Cause remember when you first started before your podcast even came out, we had I wanna say eight or nine episodes, if I don't recall if I can't recall. Yeah. But a lot. And you were recording consistently. In the last couple the last two months you've been recording consistently too, which is great. Oh my gosh, Taylor, I need to add you to my newsletter email list because I just started a newsletter. So just, yes, always include me in those. I'm completely fine with just being sent to those and count me in on that. It is actually really cool. And I have skincare rack, so you'd really like it. But I'll add you. Anyways, I sent out the first email today and So many of you guys have sent me the nicest messages about them and you guys love them. So that will all be in the show notes down below. But in Texas fashion, um, oh my gosh, should I, I should just start saying howdy y'all all the time. That's my new intro. That should be. That's my new intro. You know, the intro music that I still haven't picked. I literally have to do that. We should find one with like a Texas twang. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is what I need. Jazz meets like trap meets country music so like if someone has and it's not um why am i blanking on the name the billy cyrus little what why am i blanking on the name of the song it's the most it's literally the most every single one of you is gonna know the song so just let me know in the facebook group anyways with that being said um in texas fashion we are having another texan on the show today we have peyton of the hustle and halcyon blog she has been on before and actually oh my gosh the rowback we had her on One of the first, I want to say, six weeks of this podcast, like a year and a half ago, and we made up this thing called Enfeed Commitment. Maybe it wasn't that early on. And basically how it was the biggest deal ever and we would never post a boy and blah, blah, blah. And here I am today, ladies and gentlemen, character development. But Peyton is the best. She's actually brilliant. She's one of my favorite people that I've ever met. One of my favorite people in LA. I love her. She's the coolest person ever. She's the best Instagram follow. This is how you know that someone is a good follow. I go to her profile daily to go watch her stories to like make sure I watch them all because they're that good. And I'm obsessed with her. So anyways, this episode is a lot more business oriented than the last one that we did, but I will have the last one in the show notes down below. Anyways, I ask her a lot of more practical, detailed, specific questions about blogging. This can really be applied to so many businesses though. It's not just blogging. Peyton is a very dynamic person is the word that we came up with. She has so many different interests. So she's kind of, that translates also in her like 
work world and her business and everything, which is the blog and other things, actually. She's actually brilliant. So I think you guys are really going to like this episode. She's really cool and it's very valuable and just so helpful. I was asking questions selfishly as I always do on this podcast. That's literally pretty much why I have it. Just kidding. Um, But you guys will love it. Hope you guys enjoy. Uh, Texas forever. I will have Peyton stuff linked down below. Hope you guys enjoy. And let's get started with the episode. Hey. Hey. I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> I'm so glad to be back. It's been like, what, a year? Probably. You were one of the first guests, I think. Yeah. Um. Okay. Do you want to do a little one minute bio for those who don't know you or haven't listened to the episode? Guys, you need to go listen to that episode. <laughs> one, it's very good. Actually, it was an older episode, so maybe it's not. But just go listen yeah. to it. And uh, yeah, so give a little one minute bio. Oh, I need to actually use my brain right now. <laughs> oh my God. Um, hey guys, I'm Peyton. I'm a blogger here in LA, and I'm actually getting more involved in the nonprofit space, which is that's actually happening. Yeah. Uh, the website's being built for that project. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a lifestyle blogger, is what I would call it. So I do a lot of stuff about just like day to day, how to make your life easier outfits I like, recipes I like, places I like to go in LA, travel, etc. So I just share anything that inspires me or makes me laugh or makes me feel like good about myself. Yeah. Um, also, you went to AM. Yes, I did. I'm I from like Texas. I, yeah, from Texas. Key, We're key. both Texans. Yeah. I, I was just telling her this before, but she went horseback riding in Malibu last week and I literally just confirmed my ride with them next month mm-hmm. and I absolutely cannot wait. Where are you going next month? Yeah. Wow. In December. Right Gorgeous. Before. It is absolutely stunning. I will tell you. Did you do which which one did you do? The Zuma I, or the I think it's like Topanga. Topanga. Okay cool. That's yeah. the one I booked. I figured. It's really pretty. There's a part of it though like you can see where like the fires kind of came yeah. through and when you're riding you ride through this like crazy like burnt area that makes you feel like you're in the Lion King like going into like the Badlands oh great great. yeah it's kind of crazy it's like actually crazy (laughs) no I can't wait okay so last time Peyton was on for those of you listening it was the whole in-feed commitment thing we're gonna talk about that at the very end doesn't need to be Mm -hmm. focused blah 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 whatever anyways (laughs) but that did become a thing in the podcast and it's very big in the Facebook group and if you look at my Instagram comments as, really? Yeah, the whole infi things. I was being very dramatic. Yeah. And here we are. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so you're a blogger. I also think you're just very smart. Like, you're well, also, you. I like how you're very, I feel like there's a lot of people who are one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. So if I have, like, influencers or bloggers on, I'm very selective in the sense of, like, you have to have other interests besides just yeah influencing because I feel like a lot of people just do things for like posts or content or whatever. Mm. Whereas like you are your own person, you're interested in things and then you also do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's, I was actually talking to someone about this a couple of days ago because I noticed that my friends in like the blog world here in LA are very, I mean, it's not that they're not focused on growth, but they're very dynamic, I yes. would say. And they do a lot of things outside of blogging. But yeah. I will say like the girls that I know that are one dimensional online, they grow faster. They kind of feel like they're more niche, like so there is success yeah. there, but I just find it kind of boring. Yeah, I know? agree. I yeah, I agree. Also, I love all of your friends. I follow everyone. I'm very <laughs> I'm very up to date. Your Instagram Same, story, I look at two people's Instagram stories a day. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> yeah. I actively go look at your Instagram Amazing. story. It's yeah. so good. 
And then, actually, there's like a few people, but you're one of them. You're probably mm-hmm. number, number one. Did you my see my stories? Did you see my stories last night? No, not yet. I went to bed at 10 p.m. <laughs> and I'm not. But she went to a concert and was out really late and it's fun <laughs> and whatever. And I went to bed because I was just so boring. I think fun should be in quotation marks. <laughs> <laughs> not that fun, but like kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, like it's just whatever way you're feeling. Okay, so we're going to do hot seat really quickly. But this episode, we're going to talk about like the not the basics. More details of like building a brand, building an audience. I think a lot of these episodes can be not boring, but I mm-hmm. think you get the same advice from everyone. Yeah. And I think you have different takes on things, especially because you're also dynamic. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. More dynamic, <laughs> you know, having other interests. This is why I like having hobbies outside of what mm-hmm. I do. That's important. It's really important. And also like I talk about this all the time, but it's so boring if all you have to do, like your only interest is your work Mm -hmm. because you have nothing to talk about, you know? Yeah, I'm very passionate about like cooking now. Mm -hmm. The thing is I can incorporate a lot of my stuff into my job, which is kind of the point. It's kind of, yeah. And it's kind of cheating a little bit to be like, yeah, no, yeah. It's like kind of cheating, but it's fine because I'm like, there's just like different interests and Mm -hmm. I like learning and reading and whatever. And you just always have the best recs. So anyways, we're going to do hot seat. Question number one. This is my Mm -hmm. favorite question that I ask every week. Best purchase you've made under $100 in the past six months. Six months. Okay. I will say it's a book. Amazing. It's called Why Buddhism is True. Seen it all over your Instagram story. Love it. I'm reading it at a snail's pace. Yes. She read I sent it to her. Yeah. We send each other books. I just sent my grandma a book this week. Yeah. (laughs) They love it. Right? They love it. So it's called Why Buddhism is True. I don't remember the author's name just offhand which is odd because I've been reading it forever, you would think, but I remember his name. But basically, it's about like proving or validating like Buddhist practices Uh um, using modern science. So it's like things that we know about the brain and like why certain Buddhist practices work. It's not necessarily like making you want to like be a Buddhist, but it's just explaining like various ways to meditate and all that stuff and how they work on your brain. Okay, cool. Which is cool. Yeah, that is really cool. It's very applicable to your life, too, like outside of meditation as well. I really like things that are really practical. Mm-hmm. It's like I think you can learn a lot and you can like, um, I'm not even really necessarily retain. You can retain a lot of information without actually like changing your life. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool when things are like practical and you can actually like implement them. Okay, number two, favorite brand as of lately. Well, I mean, I'm going to be boring here and just say Urban Outfitters because I just love Urban Outfitters and everything I get from them, I just love. And every time I walk into Urban Outfitters, I spend $300 at least because I just love Urban Outfitters. At least. (laughs) Which is, yeah, kind of boring. But I guess also in terms of like high end, I really like what Louis Vuitton is doing right now. Agree. And Prada, actually. So there's You've always loved Prada. Love Prada. Yeah. They're doing really well. I went into the store like couple days ago when I was going to get my coffee in the morning (laughs) and I love like everything they're doing in terms of their bags and shoes right now yeah I love it too right now your phone case is amazing thanks it's really beautiful (laughs) okay number three so like what's a recent like thought or idea that you can't get out of your head lately that can be a quote that can just be like Mm -hmm. something you've been thinking about learning talks (laughs) well thought or idea I'm very into (laughs) and my friends that, are, that listen to this podcast are going to laugh because I just talk to Europe about it all the time. But I'm obsessed with quantum mechanics right now. <laughs> and <laughs> I've always kind of liked it because my dad is was an engineer, an engineer type. And 
he used to like make us sit at the table and he would explain string theory to us, which is kind of like a basis of quantum mechanics. Anyways, it's all about like energy transfer and like all these things we're discovering about the universe and the, and the, all this like harnessing energy and like the way things affect each other. And it actually like goes against like the laws of physics in a lot of ways. So I think it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. But I bought like two books on quantum mechanics. One's like a basic version of it and like explaining it a little bit. And then one is called like the beautiful universe or something. I just got on with Amazon. See, this is what I mean. Like, who else has learned about <laughs> this in their spare time? I'm obsessed. Because it's it really is, like, all about, like, the energy you emit and then, like, the energy yeah. you receive and all that. Something that I've noticed about myself lately, especially, I'm like, I still have, I still, I mean, I'm completely on track yeah, to graduate yeah. at my normal time. <laughs> One, uh, really, I'll graduate in the summer, for being really honest. Okay. But I feel like the closer I get to graduation the more I've always been someone who like is actively learning on my own and learning Mm -hmm. about like different things that I like, but I'm more, I don't know. I just am more interested in topics that I've never been interested in before. Mm -hmm. Like I've never really cared just like, honestly, like really specific things. I've never really been like, Oh, I need to know. And I'm like, so into learning all this other stuff, but I'm like, is this like what happens when you graduate? Or am I just like weird? It honestly took me getting out of school to like actually want to go to school. Yeah. Like I graduated from college and now I'm like, oh, I should have like taken this class or I should have done mm-hmm. that. Like I want to go sign up at a local college for a couple of classes. Yeah. And learn. But, yeah. I think it's because there's more freedom too. Yeah. To like really learn what other things. And then when you're in school, like your job is to learn. Mm-hmm. So then I think, not that I like don't like learning. I actually really love yeah. learning. But I think it's kind of, there's like an overload. Like that's what you already, you already have so many other classes mm-hmm. you're taking. But for some reason, I'm like really into this whole, I want to learn all of these other things that I've literally never been interested in. So really, have you heard of her? Uh, have you heard of Coursera? No. It's like an app. You can go on there and you can learn like basically anything. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to get that. Highly recommend. Okay, let's talk about business behind building a brand. Because yes, here's the thing. Like you are a blogger, but I would say it's a brand and there's so many different ways you can go with it and so many different things you can do, even completely unrelated to like your quote unquote brand, right? So I want to talk about like a lot of things like practical stuff, structure, day in the life, finances, like how you like business managers finance, but like Mm -hmm. however you do that. But yeah, before we get into that, do you want to do like a little one minute background on starting your blog? How long you've been doing it? Yeah, yeah. I actually just took a how I started blogging and how I make money blogging video perfect um, that I'm about to put up it's like a monster of a video though lots of information um, but basically I started a blog when I was in college I was pre-law in school and I just didn't the more I learned about that route I the more I didn't want to take it anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it seems kind of messed up in a lot of ways and I just like didn't want to be a part of it so yeah. started a blog to get an internship in fashion PR and then moved out to LA to do that and just kind of continue with the blog and I decided after I went back to school graduated I moved out here and started blogging full-time so since the last time I recorded what do you think is the biggest change that you've either made or just like kind of how your business is operating stuff what do you think is the biggest change since then so I think I don't know if I had management last time we recorded I don't think you did so I signed with management and I was very picky and careful about the management I signed with I wasn't necessarily in a rush to sign with anybody and I found great management. I'm very happy with them. I feel very taken care of. So that means I can do a lot more things now because I don't have to do all that back end stuff that I had to do in the beginning. Yeah. So. For those who don't know, what are they doing for you? 
So basically they pitch me for different sponsorships, whether that be like an ambassadorship or just like a one-off post or whatever. They also negotiate all of my brand deals and I just I I don't enjoy that part of yeah, the blogging either. thing, yeah. but you have to do it at first just cuz like no one's going to do that for you. you. So you have to learn and you have to understand that how to do it yeah. on a basic level. So I'm really happy I don't have to do that anymore. It just buys me a lot of time. So that's probably the biggest thing that's changed since I saw you last. Creating a team. It gives you time to do the things that you are like the most Mm -hmm. passionate about. Most passionate about. I saw (laughs) that so weird. Most passionate about. It does. Frees up space. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what is your best business book, podcast, TED Talk, rec? That you could give. There's a book called Relentless by Tim Grover that I really like. And basically it just like talks about people that are really, really, really good, like top tier at their job. Michael Jordan would be one of them that mm-hmm. they discuss a lot. And it's kind of just like the the mental game behind being so good at something. And it's very realistic. That's cool. um, he's just a really smart guy, Tim Grover is. I think it's cool too. Something that I feel like People think that they can only learn from people who are in their industry or doing what they want to be doing in five, 10 years. And I think you're really like hurting yourself. Absolutely. But you can learn any something from anyone. And you're actually, it's a way smarter move to learn from people who do something totally different mm-hmm. than you. Especially when you're in a space where like people are following you and like you can appeal to different audiences and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I agree. But yeah. Okay, so give us, like let's start with your like, business like okay so is there like like your business structure team like what do you do we already talked about management Mm -hmm. how do you kind of like run it on a day-to-day basis okay so for me because I have management now um my day-to-day used to be filled of just like emails and pitching myself like coming up with brands that I really liked I'm trying to figure out how to price myself how did you figure out how to price yourself so yeah okay yeah that's kind of like the key I think for some reason we came up with like you're like, okay, it sounds like we should do like a charge $10 per thousand followers mm-hmm. on Instagram. And that we just randomly, I don't know where we got that from, but we all started doing that. Yeah. And then, yeah, just learning. Obviously, the complicated part of this is like you can start with a number, but sometimes like a company will agree way too quickly and you're like, okay, next time I need to make sure I pitch myself higher. Like mm-hmm. you just learn how to price yourself as you go, but you have to like actually start doing it yeah. to learn that. Yeah. You know? When you pitch yourself in emails, like what when you used to, mm-hmm. what's kind of the structure of an email that you would send? So I would say like, hi, my name's Peyton. Kind of give a little bit of a background. I would not want to do like too much information because yeah. I don't want the email to look very lengthy at all because I want them to want to read it real mm-hmm. quick. So I make it conversational but official. I don't like, I'm not too like crazy official in the email, but I do like you have to seem like you kind of know what you're doing. So I'll say like a little background and I'll link to my website and to my Instagram usually so they can go look at it at their leisure. And if they want to, you know, understand my my blog and all this stuff, they'll go look. And then I'll usually say something that I like about the brand and why I reached out to the brand. And I'm pretty specific with my ask. In the beginning, if I was reaching out to a brand, I would just say, you know, I just want to get on your radar. Um, I wouldn't be like, give me money for a post. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just want to get on their radar, maybe get some product and prove to them that I could be an asset. Yeah. You know, okay, in the beginning, cool. that was kind of like my strategy. For a blogger, are most bloggers, I guess it's different for everyone, making more money off the blog or Instagram? I think it depends. Okay, I, th- I, would, cool. I would say probably Instagram at this point, but yeah. people don't really 
do their blog anymore, you know? Okay. Like, I notice people kind of using it as a hub, and there's a couple of girls that do blog, which I appreciate. I wish I had more time because mm-hmm. I would I would sit down. I love writing, but I think that putting more time into YouTube and stuff like that right now has been key for me. Yeah. Just because, like, that's, like, a real moneymaker. Do you feel like that's a more valuable use of your time? I do. I wish I could be more consistent with it. Yeah. I was. I had, like, a little hot streak of posting once a week. I'm her biggest fan of her vlogs. Literally, I've watched them on my TV. Amazing. <laughs> How do you gain traction to, because a blog is like a website. I feel mm-hmm. like that's so much harder than on like YouTube or Instagram or something, mm-hmm. because at least like you're already on a site that's kind of like promoting a bunch of other people. Yeah. What like you may not ever get promoted. Like that's not really, that's a side yeah. point, but I feel like a website, like I feel like that's more difficult. Mm-hmm. It, it can be, I think. For me, especially when I first started, I was doing like recipe posts and things like that. Yeah. And I was using Pinterest to drive traffic because that that kind of stuff does really well on Pinterest. Yeah. So I would like make my, I would make like my pinnable image, which means it's like a really long, like tall image to promote the post. And then I would have like, obviously like the title of the recipe or whatever other kind of post I was doing when those do really well on Pinterest. So that's what drove traffic to the blog. Oh yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Because I will go on Pinterest and I always just link to a blog. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that's kind of really mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. And I, I started doing Pinterest when I was in high school just because I was like obsessed with Pinterest. Yeah. And so I gathered kind of a following on there before I ever started blogging just because I was like always like pinning quotes and stuff yeah. like that. So out of everything that you have to do, what do you think is the most valuable use of your time? Like what do you spend the most on because you feel like you get mm-hmm. the biggest return rather than you spend the most on it because like you want to? I mean, sadly, I think the most valuable use of my time at this point is writing. Okay. But I don't spend a lot of time doing that. So that's not really an answer to that question. I would say for me, I've always been a big researcher. I want to learn everything. And I think that people don't value that as much because it's not like actively doing something. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think preparation and anything that you're doing is probably key. So like right now with YouTube, my YouTube like watch later playlist is like all videos about how to grow on YouTube and how to create like a solid YouTube channel. So like researching and learning and keep staying up to date with things is really important. And I think it's a really important way to spend your time that people don't necessarily talk about. Yeah. If you're if you're researching more for your blog or for Instagram, what does that look like? So I like using Pinterest as a source, as a resource. You can type in like I said this in my blogging video that I'm editing now, you can go on Pinterest and type in blogging tips. And when I started blogging, I literally did that. Mm -hmm. And then I went through and every single tip that came up was relevant to me because I didn't know anything. So I might as well just start somewhere. And I learned everything from like MailChimp, like template building to like all this just random stuff. Best time to post on Instagram back then. Is there still a best time to post or is it? I have no idea. I just feel like I don't know either. I'm just over (laughs) it. Yeah, same. I'm like, I post whenever I want. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going rogue on, on Instagram right now. I don't care. I've got engagement. I don't care anymore. I posted a black and white like filler photo of a palm tree. Yeah. So that's how rogue I'm going. Yeah. Yep. Don't care. Yeah. Don't care at all. <laughs> don't care. Um, okay. So for finances, this is something because uh, what are, are you registered as like an LLC or what do you actually know? I'm just sole proprietor. Okay. So, so yeah. how obvious like I feel like for a lot of people who are listening. So I have to pay taxes. Like, I don't get a tax return necessarily. Like, it's not taken out of my paycheck. Yeah. Which is, like, I'm really jealous of and stuff. So what Mm -hmm. do you do? But, like, I'm always asking friends this. And I'm like, what is, like, your—do you feel like you're good at finances? 
No. Okay, I don't either. But like what? I'm starting to learn though. Like that's something, another thing I've been interested in. Lately. I'm so interested yeah. in it right now. So if you have any books or podcasts yeah, yeah. or something, let me know. Yes. Do you have like an accountant? Do you have someone who's doing your taxes? Yes. Like how do you do that? So I got connected with a guy through a friend and he does a lot of like the girls from like the bachelor and stuff's taxes. Mm-hmm. And my friend was like, yeah, he helped me. He kind of does taxes and he also like helps you with like saving for your future, et cetera. Is it like bookkeeping and stuff? He teaches you how to bookkeep for yourself. Wait a second. Okay, I need to switch. Yeah, yeah. he's no, he's unbelievable. I will give you his information. Okay, absolutely. Um, greatest, like, makes it so much less intimidating. Is he LA based? No, he's actually in Colorado. Okay, cool. so we just do it by the phone, cool. and he just makes everything less intimidating, which is yeah. important because it is very intimidating in terms of like saving and like, you know getting your 401k started, if you're going to go that route, et cetera. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, obviously. So he breaks it all down and he will like take you step by step without making you feel like you're stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be so overwhelmed by finances. Like I was Mm -hmm. just like, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. I like was kind of thrown into this and I was like, I literally, this is so confusing to me. And it was one of those things where I was like, I would just like prefer to ignore it and then just pay my taxes. Mm -hmm. And then like, it was just, I was not. I mean, I feel you. And I, the first year I paid taxes, I went, I like filed for an extension and (laughs) I got nervous and I didn't want a penalty. So I paid an ungodly amount of money in taxes. And when I got with him, he was like, you paid so much money. And like, I got money back obviously, but he just put it forward to the following year. And then this year. So like the price I paid back then (laughs) is literally covering up to like portions of this year's taxes. That was two years ago. That is actually so nice. So I literally was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just put all this money. Like I I went through like TurboTax. Yeah. And yeah, my return was pretty large because I was just being kind of, I guess, not an idiot. I was yeah, like maybe the opposite smart. of an idiot. Yeah. That's actually accidentally smart. <laughs> accidentally smart. Yeah. I have this idea because I'm just now into finances. I'm like, I'm not going to do this, but I always create great ideas for other people. I don't mm-hmm. really want to say it because I don't want someone to take it from me. But anyways. <laughs> but you're going to say it. <laughs> I'm going to say it anyways. I feel like there needs to be. So there's a lot of entrepreneurs, especially mm-hmm. here. There's a lot of female entrepreneurs. And I've done a lot of research. I've been like learning a lot of things. things. There, there needs, needs to be something, something like, like a cute store that, that kind of goes the like with, with the whole like rise of like away and warby parker yeah, yeah. Glossier, all that stuff there needs to be like the next big thing is some cool like financial hub yeah that's kind of female focused on like melrose place or something yeah where you go in and it's like you have like bookkeeping like uh, like basically it's like full service and they mm-hmm. teach you things like they're like also like financial teachers and they can do all of this that stuff. would be amazing isn't that amazing and yeah. then it's like actually cool the branding cute. cool yeah. it's cute it's not overwhelming like that's like actually my dream that has to exist somewhere I know I need to do more research maybe someone will actually know but it has to like now I'm really into this and I want to like save and actually yeah. not be stupid and it's taking me quite some time to get to this point but now I'm actually like well I'm you're a young young yeah, yeah but so you're like ahead of the game but i, would I say. started this younger I yeah you're right, like 16 you're right. okay, so yeah. like yeah i am younger but i've like been around you know? yeah yeah so i don't know i'm really into finances and i think too when you're starting a business one it's like i like i said i'm 22 16 mm-hmm. i'm really just now kind of like getting yeah. ahead of this and like one of my biggest tips would be like learn the stuff now or mm-hmm. find someone to learn from yeah you know yeah, like, like making mistakes, mistakes like this, like, like you don't want to make a mistake with IRS. <laughs> nope, you don't. <laughs> that's not the, that's not what you want to do. And yeah. the is, what do you think has been your biggest like lesson in business? This is going to be kind of cliche. I think I have two that have really hit me lately. 
One is to know what you deserve. Don't let people walk all over you because they will, especially when it comes to what I do. Brands will take advantage of you if you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what you're talking about, and if you don't know how to ask for money. But again, that's kind of a weird line because you don't know when a brand actually doesn't have a budget and when Mm -hmm. it's maybe smart to do something for free to seed for a later partnership. So that's kind of like a gray area for sure. And I don't know how to like give exact ways to like um, get through that time or like figure that out because it's so like gray and weird. When Um, you're navigating that though, like let's say you are going to ask for money, what is the verbiage that you use? So if someone asked me to do something for free, it depends on the brand. One, sometimes I will do it for free. Recently, I just started posting or I'm doing my first like post with a company, Verge Girl. And I know they pay and I have friends that they pay, but I've never worked with them before. It's not like the product is unbelievable. It's really cute. But I was like, okay, this will be worth it for me later because I know like for Coachella and things like that, Mm -hmm. they get, they partner with a lot of girls. But if they come back, like let's say I post for them and I notice that maybe the dress that I'm wearing sells out or something like that. That's when I go back and I'm like, okay, loved working with y'all the first time. And I know also if they approach me again, then I've done something correct. Exactly. So when I they approach me, I say, you know, I, I loved working with you guys. I generally don't post for product trade. And I do I do charge a flat fee for posting. And I will connect you with my manager, Cora, if that is of interest to cool. y'all. And then I'll express my interest in continuing to partner with them. Cool. Your second thing. I think for me... And it's, this sounds like I'm being like a faker almost, but like establishing your brand, whatever business that you're in, for me, it's like a personality type, I yeah. think. And I and I don't want to say like establishing a brand as if I'm like creating a brand and I have to become that. Like you actually just use facets of your personality <laughs> to define your brand. Yeah. For me specifically, I kind of thought for the past couple of years, I was like the girl from Texas who moved to LA and like worked her ass off mm-hmm. who and did well and like actually ended up making enough money to stay in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. which is kind of rare for some, you know, a lot of people. And I thought that was my brand forever. And recently I'm 25 and this year kind of has been like literally the best year of my entire life. I've gotten so much clarity on things and I've kind of gotten into a new headspace when it comes to my brand. And I've moved from, okay, you can be the girl from Texas who came out here and was working really hard and ended up figuring out how to do this and make enough money to live. And now I'm very, very, very interested in always promoting female empowerment. Mm -hmm. And that's like a new facet of my brand. And it's something I really believe in. It makes me excited to be doing the blogging thing, which I haven't felt really super excited about that in a long time. Yeah. So sharing my voice, again, I feel like I've found it through that. And I think that that's, that's because of the brand that I've built or the personality that I've built online. I think it's really cool. I think in any business, so like in, it doesn't need to be blogging or anything in the influencer yeah. realm. It's important to be able to evolve mm-hmm. and kind of grow with the times. That's why you see some people burning out. And also longevity is a real, real thing yeah, yeah. in this space. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think also we both are like, neither of us like kind of blew up overnight by any means. And so it's honestly like, well, yeah, I guess it's, like, like I, I used to be like, oh my gosh, gosh like I, I wish that would happen to me, but mm-hmm. I'm actually really glad that it didn't. Yeah. And I'm really glad that I've grown at this pace because I feel like now looking at things, I'm like, okay, the who have longevity, nine times out of ten, were the ones who kind of grew with that pace. Yeah, that makes and sense. A lot of the time, I too, I think it's kind of like 
maybe the case of like kiss of death, mm-hmm. like which is like a business term of like you gain too much success or too much traction, and then your business like you don't have the structure, the business plan behind it, and so then it just falls apart. So I think it's kind of cool to like you're growing with everyone who's growing with you. Yeah, so it's really helpful. I think also what I've noticed is these the overnight successes. Yeah, I would just thought about this, and going along with the brand perspective that I'm talking about, I think that when you build for a while and you create this brand, it gives your audience time to get to know you and to understand you and understand your personality. And when girls DM me and stuff, like last night I was trying to be like saucy on my Instagram story. And I was like, I'm going to go, like got dressed up to see my favorite guy tonight. And I did like a little like side, like sly emoji face. Cause I always try to like trick people into thinking that I'm like with someone <laughs> and some girl DMs me and she was like, she was like, you're going to see Post Malone tonight, huh? And I was like, yeah, but I was trying to be saucy about it. And she was like, I have followed you for three years. I know you're not going to see an actual man. Yeah, and I was like, never post that. That's yeah, ever. ever. I love that she understands that about me enough. Mm-hmm. And like, that was, it was funny. I think people like, you have these models who have millions of followers now because they hooked up with Justin Bieber once. Yeah. And so like when they, I want people when they explain me, like if I were to explain one of those models to you, I'd be like, oh my God, she's so pretty. She hooked up with Justin Bieber once. Yeah. For me, I want someone to come out and explain me as, oh, she's so like, she makes me feel really good when I come to her page. Like um, I love her content. Like she always posts the coolest quotes. Really I want that valuable. kind of thing. Yeah. I don't want to be the girl that was seen with Justin Bieber one time. Yeah. You know, but like those kind of girls gain popularity really quickly. Yeah. And the more people like us, you would define us by our personality, which again is our brand. Yeah. I, say. I think too, when it's personality based, mm-hmm. it one, it kind of makes you go like a little bit crazy sometimes. But yep. two, <laughs> it's really nice because people are connected to you. Yeah. It's like when people are connected to something, it's like the why instead mm-hmm. of whatever. And not necessarily that like a personality is the why. Yeah, yeah. But like people are always more connected to the why. Mm-hmm. And I think that when it's personality and you're sharing more, naturally people are going to mm-hmm. feel more connected to you because they feel like they know you better. And they're connected to w- your why. Like you exactly. share your why and then they understand now why you do it now they're in they buy into your why as well exactly I think also like an actual genuine relationship with people so like even if this is just a brand and like a general relationship like a genuine relationship with the Mm -hmm. customers and they're following or whatever that's so important because like you're Mm -hmm. saying like I had like I feel like I have like a very similar relationship with people who follow me Mm -hmm. and it's it's one, it's really rewarding and it's cool to actually feel like you kind of know them too and I think it's actually important to know your audience but I think it's just, again, like from like a business standpoint, it's just like your best way to go. Yeah. People are the most loyal. It. And they also, they just trust you. Yeah. And they know like they're going to, I'm this again sounds kind of bad, but they're going to buy what you tell them to buy. Yeah. If you actually tell them to buy good things. Exactly. You know what I mean? They, they You establish that trust. They understand your personality. I think that's, it's very important in terms of like blogging. And then like later when you want to do something like a podcast or mm-hmm. you want to have a product line or whatever they're gonna stick with you yeah stuff when you transition they follow you Mm -hmm. someone that I think of because I think about like now I love on Instagram you can see your mentions like the notifications so you can just scroll through it's so nice and every single day I have like 200 plus mentions Uh of my coffee order at like four different shops I don't know why that's such a big thing the books that I'm reading in skincare products those are like the top three things mm-hmm. and a little bit of makeup, but I don't really wear that much makeup. So like if I mention makeup, I like really, really mean it. Yeah, yeah. But it's cool because it's like, I feel like now people actually listen. And I was talking like Lauren Elizabeth is like a friend of mine. Also, mm-hmm. like I followed her for forever and she's someone who she'll recommend anything and I immediately buy it. She just came out with a holiday 
collaboration line, basically like her favorite products of her favorite like facialist in LA. And I bought it, literally she posted it and like I purchased it within like two minutes. And it was like well over a hundred dollars. It wasn't just like this, but like you create that loyalty. I'm like a hundred percent. I already told her I I, like needed the products anyway. So I was like, oh, this is really convenient for me. Mm -hmm. But you create that kind of sense of like, there is so much trust there because it's like, I know that if you're endorsing yeah. something that you mean it. You, you know? want to support them. Like you yeah. want to support these people that you get so much from. Like I get so much from the girls that I follow, like so many recommendations like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Who are Just, a few of your favorite that you follow? So I let's see. Right now, I love girls that are like very aesthetic. I love Josephine HJ. Yes, same. I love Disco Daydream. Do you follow her? Oh my gosh, I'm so obsessed with her. Love her. I'm Um, obsessed with her. Endlessly Love Club. Okay, cool. I don't know, but Those girls, I really like them. And it's not that I'm getting a lot from their content in terms of like making my life better at this point, but they have like the cool moody photos that I like Mm -hmm. want to implement in my own feed, but like need like the inspiration, I guess. So love following them. For recommendations, I do like, I like YouTube right now for that. Like, I just go on there and go, like, to, like, top Amazon purchases or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, watch all the videos of the girls. Yeah. With their little Amazon. Yeah. You know, People. hauls. It's also smart. Like, I'm helping my friend with, like, a food blog, Instagram type mm. thing. And I was telling her, I'm like, you need to do things that are hot. Like, one, there's seasons for everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously, in quarter four, like, in, like, fall and winter, it's... One, fall and winter. It's the holiday season. It's Mm -hmm. really consumer heavy. You can sell a lot of products and you need to hit what's popular because if you want to grow, people are looking that up. Like right now, this year, air fryers, and I feel like air fryers are going to be even more popular next year. I'm obsessed (laughs) with mine. I know I'm Googling air fryer recipes. So I was like, as a food person, you need to be up, like especially if you have a blog too, because if you have the post up and people Mm -hmm. are, it's like obviously you can find it so easily. But it's kind of the same sense of like podcasts too. It's like people are smart if you're, like, let's say there's, like, an artist that you know is going to blow up. It's, mm-hmm. like, have them on now. So, like, you're still going to be getting listens of that episode four years from now. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, you're smart about that, I think. Yeah. I, I I like that way of approaching YouTube, and I'm very interested in it right now. And that's a lot of, like, what I've been researching is, like, how to kind of, like, trend predict. Because yeah. it's kind of difficult to get that kind of content filmed and then up and make it good. Yeah. In time. I feel like I'm good at knowing and I'm good at giving other people the tips. I don't mm-hmm. feel like I do it to the best of my ability yeah. because I am so like, I'm going to do what I want to do because I know at the end of the day, if I'm doing something for, would you can do something like that's fully you and just yeah. know it's going to do well and perform well and twist it to like also all work together. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that. It's just that there's sometimes I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't really make sense for me. But I'm like, it really makes sense for you. So you should do it. Yeah. You know? I'm, I think I'm good at that as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how do you organize yourself? Like, do you have a content calendar? Do you have apps? Like, mm-hmm. what? Tell me everything you do. So I don't really have a content calendar as much um, as I have management that puts my <laughs> dates, yeah. <laughs> the things that I'm doing in the calendar. I don't really control it. They'll just like, basically what happens is I receive an email from them. And they're like, we got you a deal with this brand. And they send me like all of like the specs and they're like, this is the budget and this is the time frame. And then they put it in the calendar. So that's how I have my content laid out is like mm-hmm. they tell me basically when things are due. I try to do it sometimes when it comes to like videos and all of that. I've been trying to be like more consistent. And I I like just using Google Calendar for basically everything. And I'll put it in like as an event, like if I'm me to post a video that day I have like all my videos are in red and I just posted it like as an all-day event like mm-hmm. post whatever video 
today. So that's how I kind of lay out my content, I would say. But I just asked this question on my Instagram story. And a lot of people said to use um, an app called Asana. Okay. I actually saw this in your story last night and I knew I was going to ask you this. I was like, convenient. Nice. Asana and also people, oddly, I didn't expect this, but people use a lot of like written calendars more than I imagined. I love Passion Planner. I just don't use, Yeah, like this is the year I finally went digital. Yes. It's just easier when you're dealing with like a team of people or like whatever. That's why. Because everyone like sends you Google Cal invites. So it's just easier that way. But I I will say like to-do list, all that stuff. I do like to physically write that down yeah. um, or use my little notes app. And, like, I use the notes up. and I click the circle. Love, love it's so that. nice. So nice. Sometimes I put things down just to click because I Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. It's like not great. But <laughs> okay, how important do you think going to events are? I think, again, this is one of those things where it's it kind of mimics the way that I negotiate with brands or like in the beginning, I kind of like did as much as possible to get my name out there. So I would go out to events all the time. Now I'm definitely more strategic. Like, is this brand going to pay me later? Are mm-hmm. they a brand that's going to buy into me? Do I align with them? Now, and ter- instead of events, I usually try to get one-on-one with a member of the PR team or whatever person at the brand that deals with influencers. Mm-hmm. I prefer to have like a one-on-one time, like coffee, lunch, whatever. And you'll just email them and be like, hey, would you? Yeah. And they're always down. Like they they want to go out and get drinks on the company credit card too. <laughs> yeah. Like they're so down <laughs> They're for trying. It. Yeah. It's like they're, you know, I guess when they can like call that work, that's fun for them too. So they they are yeah. open to it. I would say 10 times out of 10 at this point. I don't think anyone's said no. Yeah. Let's say you're at an event or you're at drinks or dinner mm-hmm. or coffee or whatever. So you're either talking to someone from the brand, another blogger, whatever. Yeah. So like what are, because I feel like people get really like, I mean, it's networking, but yeah, like yeah. conversation starters and people just dread it. Mm-hmm. What are like your three go-to like questions Things. or whatever you'll say? Again, I think the blog world can be pretty one-dimensional, which is why I really like the friends I've found in this world because I have been around girls who are somewhat one-dimensional and they probably aren't actually as people, but every time I'm around them, all they talk about is their engagement and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't care about this at all. I am in the corner talking about how there are multiple realities (laughs) and like clearly it's obvious and no one is seeing this. And I'm like... I have moments where I like feel like I've hacked time and I'm just like not really here on this earth. Like yeah. my soul is like everywhere. So I'm sitting there. Obviously, people are like, oh, what's wrong there? <laughs> but I like to I like to talk about topics that are different and like make people. They take I don't know, they just like catch people by surprise, I would yeah. say. When I first started going to events, I was going alone when I first moved out to LA. And for me, honestly, I would just walk into a circle of people and be like, hey, guys, I don't know anyone here. So like are my friends now and people (laughs) like they enjoy like and again I'm an introvert I've said this before like I don't usually get energy from being around people but it takes like you just kind of have to like trick yourself into being confident and just walk it walk out be sure of yourself and I'm like you know I'll start a conversation out of literally nowhere just by saying I'm alone and I don't have any friends here and people like find that really endearing I guess that's one way I used to if I'm by myself that's the way I would like enter into an event and then I would I always just ask people like if it's a brand representative, I feel like a lot of the time people are going to come at them with questions about their brand, et cetera. I always ask the person like what they've been up to and like, have they done anything interesting lately? Have they traveled lately, et cetera? I don't want to make it about the brand as much as it is about like knowing the person. Building a relationship. It's yeah. smart. Yeah. And people love talking about themselves. So if you can get them talking about themselves and like you're 
If I have learned one thing in yeah. having a podcast, it's people love so it. easy. No one has ever said no to me because yeah. people love talking about themselves. So it's yeah. like really, really helpful. Okay, so I feel like this has been very valuable, great, some mm-hmm. great takeaways. Um, okay, so we're just gonna like acknowledge the whole infeed thing because this is also like in the Facebook group. Do you have a Facebook group? I do. I need to keep up with it way better. You than need I to do. keep up with it because yeah. okay. Also, business tip. It's actually brilliant. People are way more engaged. People make friends with each other. I have girls mm-hmm. who listen to this podcast who are now friends in real life because they found each other. They're like freshmen in college and they didn't have any friends. It's kind of like almost like oddly enough like the good aspects of like a sorority mm-hmm. almost like yeah. you kind of have like guaranteed friends if that makes any sense. Yes, and it's like more curated to your audience so like you know it's like cool people yes that you get along with and you get to learn more about them so you Mm -hmm. know what they want to hear like for instance like people want you back on and people Mm -hmm. want to hear about the empty commitment which I don't really have anything to say other than like haha you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) like it's just you Um, know yeah the only thing I have to say is I don't think that's ever going to happen to me I think it will happen to you but I think you'll be walking down the aisle yes it'll be at my wedding I'm Uh so so private about that stuff yeah. For some reason. What's odd What's odd is I have a guy friend. Oh, I hope he doesn't listen to this. He won't listen to this. I, love you. I have a guy friend. Oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. I'm not supposed to know this information. Well, look, come on. Come on. Okay. So I have a guy friend <laughs> that I've been into for a while. Yeah. When it comes to this kind of stuff, though, I'm very, I don't like rush anything. I do. I'm into him and he's into me. I can tell. But like. Pain will be into someone and then like beg for them to not talk to her because she just like can't I like, can't deal she'll have the biggest crush on someone and be like but I can't talk to them and avoid them for like three months forever so, yeah so it's been months like we've been friends for like almost a year at this mm-hmm. point and my ex though like we were friends for two years before we ever even like kissed so that's how long I take and my yeah. friends are like well you need to like text him you need to go visit him all this stuff I'm like I'm chilling yeah I'm waiting I'm not in a rush when I see him I see him it's fine but oddly enough he was telling one of our friends that he really likes me but he he is scared about how public I am about things. What? And I'm like, the one thing that I do not share. And if I do share, y'all y'all know I've gone crazy or like, yeah. this is the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting married to this man. So he was like, really like, I think he, I don't know. He was like, I, I don't want to deal with that. Like, that makes me nervous that she's so public. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what? Not at all. Also, like. Like you think you're gonna get on my Instagram story? Yeah, no, sir, yeah. you're not. So stop, like, <laughs> yeah, really thinking. Confident yeah, of him you're very confident. Yeah, very confident. <laughs> you're stressing me out. Yeah, we did this whole MP commitment about how if you post someone on your feed, it's like this really big thing, a very big commitment. And I was like, well, I'll never do it unless I'm like really serious, whatever. And it just happened to happen a few months yeah. later. So, anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Of course, thank you for having me. We're gonna go get lunch now. I'm so, so excited. Yay, thank you for coming on. Where can they find you? Uh, so you can find me on Instagram at Peyton Sartain. Everyone says Peyton Sartain. That's how it's spelled. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at my blog as hustleandhalcyon.com. That's hustle and, and then H-A-L-C-Y-O-N.com. And on YouTube as Peyton Sartain. Perfect. I'll have everything in the show notes down awesome. below. Bye. Bye. Okay, guys, that is it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoy. I will have Peyton linked in the show notes down below. If you guys want to know anything about my Texas move, again, my YouTube channel is down below. Always on the Instagram, on my Instagram, and always in the Facebook group. Um, But yeah, I love you guys so much, and I'll talk to you guys next Thursday.